You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. There is a place where time stands still, where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. Hi everyone, Annie here for Showreel on 3CR, your community radio station. A focus on Australian film and filmmakers. Today we're talking with Alex Chew and Alicia, who have just finished at the AFTAS, Australia's Film, Television and Radio School in Sydney. Their short film, The End and the Beginning, uh, was their final project and has been accepted into several international film festivals. They give us an idea of how a filmmaker can learn their skills from this uh, type of path of study. Uh, so let's hear what they have to Hi say. Hi there, Annie. How are you? Oh, good. Nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to you. I'm just, uh, Annie, I'm just here with uh, my producer as well. Her name's Alicia. She did, we made the film very closely together and work on all of our projects together. Hi there, Annie. G'day, how are you? How, how did you guys get uh, to make this project? How, how, did we, how, did we end, how did we come about making the film, you mean? Yeah. Um, so we, we made the film uh, as part of our master's uh, degree at AFTERS, the Australian Film, Television and Radio School in Sydney. Um, and Alicia and I met at the, at the school um, and got together and sort of started talking about this idea. And from there it sort of flourished. We approached a writer who was also in the course and he ended up, and together we, the three of us sort of came up with this idea for this short film. Um, so the film was actually made as part of our master's graduating piece. Okay, and uh, I mean, it's quite clearly influenced by Wes Anderson in a way. Is Was that intentional? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, when Archie and our writer Sam and I first met, we sort of started listing all of the directors and filmmakers that we admired and the one key influence for all of us was Wes Anderson and uh, we took that as part of our pitching to the school and our school said you realize that Wes Anderson makes million dollar films so our big challenge was taking someone who makes these beautiful uh, vibrant films and, and trying to make it on a student budget. So uh, we're talking about budget where did you get your budget from? Um, so our budget, uh, as part of as part of the degree, um, basically what happens is uh, you are given a fair chunk of money each student uh, to make a, a film or a TV series or something of your choosing. But if you collaborate with other students on the one project, your money pulls together. Um, so we actually had five students and their contributions all uh, come together to make. Um, our film and then on top of that also we did a big crowdfunding uh, crowdfunding um, sort of program and and uh, reached out to lots of different people tried to 
um, get in contact with as many kind of different funding bodies and funding opportunities as possible and um, yeah, managed to sort of reach the rest of our budget uh, through our crowdfunding program. And we also reached out to local businesses because we set the film in the real-life town of Collector, New South Wales. So we reached out to a couple of businesses there who were really happy to help out with um, finances and putting us up and, and contributing to the uh, film as much as they could. Did, did, you, did, did anybody have a uh, connection to Collector? Um, not particularly, not so directly. There was quite a few of us in the production who had a very close connection to Canberra. Um, I'd spent the last three and a half years there before moving to Sydney and our production designers grew up in Canberra and um, uh, Collector is 40 minutes down the road from Canberra. So I've actually uh, driven through there once or twice and thought this is just the perfect town to sort of set a film if you're trying to create this sort of picture book-esque kind of uh, town, um, which is sort of very much... uh, Sort of trapped in a at a moment maybe 30 or 20, 20 or 30 years ago um and so uh yeah it was such a it's just such a beautiful little town to to make a film in and then um i took alicia there and, and we had a look around and just decided that because everyone in the town was so warm and so um forthcoming with with being helpful and giving us pointers we were just decided that it was the perfect place to make a film and we really wanted to focus on on the town so we've got so many people from the town actually featured in the film. We've got a big town hall scene that has heaps of kids and, and parents from the town. Now tell me about the theme. It's an environmental theme. Tell me about it. Uh, pardon me, sorry? What, the theme. The... the theme. You've decided to uh, oh, make it... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, so so basically the, the film... Um, is set uh, sort of at the end of the world um, in this small country town um, and the world is ending due to climate change. Um, and so the solution to that is that uh, this company has constructed this thing called a sustainer tent, which you can put over your house, um, but it will seal you and your family inside of the tent and protect you from the toxic atmosphere. Um, but our protagonist, uh, who's a young girl called Sky Winter, she's discovered that... Um, it's in fact the construction of these tents that is contributing and the cause of climate change. So she and her group of friends decide to rebel against these, this corporation and these tents themselves. Um, but the other problem is that her father is the uh, sustainer tent representative for her town and is the man selling these tents door to door. So that sort of forms the main conflict of our short film. Now, uh, the... It's very uh, topical because of COVID in a way too. Um, it, the satirical uh, underpinning of the premise is that um, nature and human interaction with nature is pivotal to survival. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was a big sort of conflict between our two characters. One is saying that in order to protect humanity, we have to be trapped inside. And the other, the, the younger girl is saying in order to protect humanity and ourselves, we need to get back to nature and take better care of it. And it does have 
a lot of parallels with what's happening um, in the world this year. And our film was made in a pre-COVID world, so we had no idea that we'd make a film about people being trapped inside and then it would get released to be on people actually trapped inside. But uh, very much in the same way that people are staying inside to protect themselves, that's that's the sort of idea that um, is explored in this film. And I think we just wanted to create a reminder for young people watching this film that it's so important to take care of our environment um, because it's not so great being trapped inside. I was pretty impressed with the models. Tell me about the making of the models. Um, yeah, so that, the models were made by our wonderful production designers. So um, there are two girls, Ara Nuris Steele and Courtney Westbrook, and together they've started a production design company called Ara Court. Um, and basically... We were we 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 decided a bit on a whim that we were going to the the only way that we could put these tents over people's houses um, was to do it in stop motion animation and in miniatures, um, which sort of fitted in into the world of our film, which is all very sort of uh, childlike and 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 things sort of happen in these sort of absurd ways. So um, yeah, we 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 saw the film that this that these two girls had made prior to ours, um, which had this beautiful stop motion animation through it. Um, and just happened to bump into them at a party and the stars aligned and um, we managed to get them on board. And so they've done all of the production design for the film itself. Um, and then we also, after, fin- after we finished our sort of first blocks of shooting, um, had a stop motion animation shoot with them where they built these wonderful um, replicas of the town collector and replicas of the houses we were shooting in and um, put these sustainer tents over the top of them and did the sort of stop motion animation and it's all just come together so well. Oh, it's it's really pretty fantastic. It's quite remarkable. Um, tell me, um, tell me about how long it took you to do the shoot. So we had six days where we were shooting on location in the town of Collector, and one day in in Goulburn at a bookstore in Goulburn. And then after that, we came back and we did one studio shoot because there was one part where we had people going inside a bit of a created world for us. And then we had four days of our stop motion animation shoot. And in between the studio shoot and the stop motion animation, there were about two weeks there where there was just all hands on deck building the model. So about 10 days in total of shooting over the course of about five weeks. And um, what did you learn most out of doing this whole thing? What did you learn? Well, we we worked pretty exclusively with our close friends and family, whether they were in the course or outside of the course. And I think that the key thing that I personally learned is the strength of working with people who you care about and people who understand where you're coming from with your story because I think you can really feel that in the energy of our film that there's a lot of love and a lot of heart in what we're trying to do. Yeah, and I think aside from all of the, you know, clear, it was the first really proper big film that I've ever undertaken. It's sort of the second or third of Alicia's. Um, but, you know, apart from all of the clear learnings as filmmakers, yeah, I think that was definitely the big takeaway is that as much, if you can bring other people along on the journey, if you can get people excited about the the idea and the making of the film and bring them into the film and start making it together with a big group of people. Um, It just makes things so much easier. So, yeah, I think that's definitely our our biggest takeaway. One of the things I was quite um, interested in was that everybody was pretty dirty, grubby. (laughs) Was that on purpose? That was was very much... 
Yeah, that was very much, very much my direction. I think we were tr- trying to create sort of, you know, these the characters who were, we, we, we shot sort of in the middle of summer, um, but uh, we were really trying to amp up the heat and the dryness and the sweatiness and the dirtiness. And so I had our um, makeup artists constantly rubbing more and more grease and makeup onto these faces to try and get them as sort of greasy and dirty. And I'm glad it's come across because I even watch the film sometimes and feel like everything's a bit too clean. So that's great. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I thought that was really amusing.
Hi, I'm Judith Ehrlich. I'm the director of the film, The Boys Who Said No, Draft Resistance in the Vietnam War. I'm really pleased to be here on 3CR. I'm an old listener-sponsored radio producer myself and worked at the first listener-sponsored station in the world, KTFA, Berkeley, part of the Pacifica Network. So good work. Keep it up. Thanks. You're on Showreel with Annie on 3CR, and we're in the middle of a conversation with two young filmmakers, director and producer, Alex Chu and Alicia, who have been studying at ACTUS, the Australian Film and Television and Radio School in Sydney. They're finished, and uh, they're talking about their final project, which has been uh, accepted into a number of international film festivals. It's called The End and the Beginning. We'll continue with our conversation. The other thing is, did you divide up the roles between camera person and direction and uh, that type of thing? Uh, and did you have arguments with the person who wrote the script? Well, um, because we all were part of this master's degree where we had applied for specific roles, it was pretty easy to fall into the roles that we had decided to study for those two years. In terms of um, the writing of the script, it was a pretty uh, cohesive collaborative effort between Archie, Sam and myself. I think because... um, the way that I like to work is that we have a singular question that starts the project. And so that way, anytime there are any disputes about the plot or, or character development, we just bring it back to whether we're still answering that question. So for this film, um, that question was, how do you bring meaning? A uh, singular focus was, um, what is the meaning of, of children in a, in a sort of world that seems to be um, ha- under a lot of threats at the moment? And how can children make meaning for themselves in this world? And what about the actors? They're pretty good. They're very believable. They obviously got yeah, into no, the swing. The, yeah, the actors were wonderful. They were they were exceptional. Um, so we sort of... Uh, had quite a quite a big casting process and one of the difficulties is that we had a lot of family relationships in our film so um casting uh, characters and actors who could play a mother or a grandmother or a granddaughter was uh, really important so um you know uh, just finding actors who looked alike but then we just got incredibly lucky with uh the cast that we ended up having um our leads were played by aria faris who plays the uh, played the young girl Sky Winter and her father is played by Sean Lynch and yeah those two are just exceptional actors and we're kind of up for anything and I think it, it was quite a difficult task because especially uh, from my perspective as a director I was trying to create a slightly unique uh, style of performance trying to get uh, dialogue and lines that sat outside of um, perhaps like a realist performance something that was slightly more theatrical um, and so yeah it was, it, they were given a really difficult task but uh, just all of them achieved it so well and um, we were very lucky with the cast that we were given. Now the other thing is that it's kind of multimedia in a way. Um, it, it, it's a film but uh, it could be that because uh, you're young and also because of your uh, uh, mentor concept is a Wes Anderson, you, you use stop motion, you use books, you use uh, a variety of settings uh, to get across your uh, message, your story, and it's got a nice pace to it. Uh, did you think that through, or was that something that uh, came about through collaboration? Well, that was... So uh, the stop-motion animation aspect of it was 
uh, very quick response we gave to our school when they said, how are you going to throw a giant tent over a house? And we said, well, we won't build a big tent. We'll actually just build a little town. And then the uh, the use of the book in the stop, mo- mo- the stop motion of the family tree um, came when we were doing an edit of the film. And our editor said, listen, I think there's so many different relationships here. I think we've got to actually draw it down on a piece of paper. And seeing as you're already doing stop motion, why don't we add this in here and, and get an artist to create a family tree? And then we can just sort of motion animate uh, a bit of a story there so yeah so it was a bit of a collaboration which started with an excuse that we gave to our school and then our editor and different artists came on board to help us create a fluidity between the live action and the stop motion animation yeah so it's about solving problems going from one element to another to get a a flow in the uh, uh the film yeah yeah exactly yeah, so that's an interesting thing in itself. Now, you th- this film is actually it's got legs. It's going overseas to a variety. It's been you know entered and um, accepted into a couple of different uh, festivals. Tell me about that process. Um, yeah, so basically, our school very kindly uh, chooses a few films to distribute across to uh, various film festivals and our uh, world premiere will be next month uh, the festival is called Uppsala in Sweden um, the Uppsala Children's Film Festival or Short Film Festival um, and so that will begin on the 19th of October next month um, and there will be heaps of information on our social media pages uh, about when it will be screening and lucky, luckily enough people in Australia will be able to uh, see the film because it will also be screening online um, due to uh, various COVID measures. So, uh, so yeah, we've, we've, we've got a world premiere at Uppsala um, and then we've also been lucky enough to be selected into the International Kids Film Festival um, uh, in uh, India, which will take place in November. Um, so that's very exciting. Um, and then just most recently, uh, we've also been selected to become a part of the MRF Human Rights Film Festival in Sweden, um, which will take place in Stockholm uh, at the end of this month. So yeah, we've 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 had a lot of uh, success, and the the ball is really starting to roll on the amount of sort of film festivals that we're getting into. But um, it's really exciting just to have the work and the story being uh, screened around the world, especially at uh, children's film festivals, where we really feel like the film could um, have a bit of an impact. So does that mean you have to have uh, subtitles? Yes, yes. So at the start of this year, we got our incredible writer, Sam Harriman, to put together a post-production script just in case we got into any international film festivals. And uh, thankfully we did because it was a huge job for him. And now we just send that text over to these different countries. And we're very excited to see the dialogue in little yellow characters in, in at least two different languages now. (laughs) That's interesting. So you've had a whole lot of things that you've had to deal with in this project. What are you going to do now that you've been doing all this wonderful stuff? You finished it. You're you're now, like your film, which is the end and the beginning. Yes. So so we've spent, um, you know, our last 
what is it, six months in lockdown working on our next film, um, which we want to actually shoot in Melbourne next year. Um, and it's about a, a fisherman who hires a lawyer to um, sue a bunch of sailors. And um, it's all a story about how does um, how does someone get over revenge? So we're sort of moving on to what's the next big burgeoning question in our life. And um, it's sort of turning into a bit of... Uh, a big action film for this one so we're trying out something new because we figured we might as well try everything once <laughs> well it sounds like uh, good fun if nothing else <laughs> and we should look out for it yeah yeah <laughs> hopefully we'll get to talk to you about that one in a year or so fingers crossed it's so, it's so special to be able to talk about the film. Uh, yeah, well, it's a really nice thing. I mean, you, you work really hard on something and then to have people actually see it yeah. and then to be able to talk about it as well, that's that's a bonus, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's what it's all worth it for. Did you always want to make films? Yeah, I mean, I think we're both in the unique position that we've sort of uh, always grown up having a, a deep sort of interest in films and it's always been something that we've uh, been quite passionate about and I don't think there's ever really been a, another option for the two of us. So, yeah, we've, we've always ended up on this path, I think. <laughs> okay, then, good luck. Thank, Thank you, you very so much. much. So nice That's it for Showreel this week. I hope you are all keeping safe. You'll hear from me next week.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.